2: You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Greetings! Happy hour three here on Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, Jason Smith and Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes today, and uh, having some fun so far. We got so much stuff on our plate. Thanks to Dave Wanstead for joining us last hour, previewing uh, the NFL season. He and Rob Parker almost came to blows after Rob's lack of belief in the Pittsburgh Steelers for this year. Uh, so, Rob, that's another city you can't go to ever again is Pittsburgh. Yes. But no, you know what?
4: I mean, I'm running out of real estate in the United States. Every time I, mean, I open my mouth, I can't <laughs> go somewhere. Oh, I can't
3: go to Green Bay. I mean, it, it's been that kind of summer so far, I think.
4: Unbelievable. Well, I think I think you win by not going to Green Bay. But that's another story.
3: Wow. Now you can't go to Green Bay. I can't go to
4: Green Bay. I've been to Green Bay. You know, when I worked in Detroit, you know, every year went to Green Bay for 20 years. So I know the I know the real estate. I know where the uh, Kmart is. I know where everything is. Trust me.
3: You're like in the old Batman series when, like, Mr. Freeze was there and, and he, he would always bet you could only be in, like, a certain area, otherwise you'd freeze to death and you couldn't move and you had to stay in, like, this really small area because the temperature in Mr. Freeze's lair was always, like, you know, 8,000 degrees below zero. That's kind of where you are now, I think. I can only go to these places right here. If I go outside here, I can't do it. i got to stay in these places here. It,
4: it is it is not, uh, not, not much wiggle room for me, but it's all right. <laughs> I'm going to keep calling it like I see it, so. Some people will come around. I just remember last football season when everybody and, I, and I'm and i going to assume you were on that bandwagon, too, with the Cleveland Browns. Yes. Did you pick? The oh, no, maker? no,
3: no, no. I OK, I, so I, you, no, no you did way. not partake.
4: No. But, you know, most of our brethren, uh, they went from a million to one for the Super Bowl to 14 to one when they got OBJ. Mm-hmm. And everybody tried to convince me that they had everything they needed and they were going to be this dynamic offense and. I didn't buy into them. I didn't believe they'd make the playoffs, and I was right. So sometimes, you know what, you got to go against the grain.
3: <laughs> well, look, one of the bets I know you and I—if we get to the NBA in a second—is that you know we, you know, betting wings that you and I have done is is T- Tampa Bay's bet, and you say that the Patriots, are, the uh, uh, the Bucks are not going to make the playoffs. Going to be a bad year for Tom Brady. And I'm like, this is the easiest twenty wings I'm ever going to win. Uh, it's almost like the bucks are too big to fail at this point and I realize that you know that that's you know companies have failed that way but it's 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 like it's too big to fail they have too much talent their team is too good this is going to be a honeymoon season where Brady is gonna be so happy that he's away from Bill Belichick it's gonna be a different guy he's gonna be is different than you've ever seen before and it's gonna be this will be the best year for Tampa Bay because Brady this is like he's more like Joe Montana nearing the end than he is here's Peyton Manning for a lease of life for four more years with the Denver Broncos, this is more okay. We got another year or two at the end because his play isn't quite what it was. But this year, with all the talent that he's got there, I I I, I think the Bucks are too big to fail.
4: I, I just I I don't buy into that. I still think he's a 43 year old quarterback. They got uh, Gronk who had stopped playing football. Like they put together the the band, the old band. Uh, Shady McCoy, uh, you know, and now they added Leonard Fournette. I get all that. And you can talk about all you want on paper. I get the paper thing. Mm -hmm. The Milwaukee Bucks on paper were supposed (laughs) to get to the NBA Finals as well. All I'm just saying is the paper doesn't always hold up. And Tom Brady at 43, remember the last Super Bowl he was in, Yes, they won, but Tom Brady had no touchdowns, less than 200 yards. He didn't look that good. His last pass in New England was a pick six that sealed the deal for them, and, and, and that was his last hurrah. And, and last year, you can, you know, poo-poo it all you want. He did pretty well against the bad teams like most quarterbacks, and he struggled against the better teams. And all I'm saying is he's at 43, he's not that guy. And I, and I, and I just think people are thinking that, it's, he's 33 and not 43. And that the Bucks who haven't made the playoffs in uh, uh, 12 years, to me it's going to be a baker's dozen this year yeah, when they don't make it. the playoffs. And Bruce Arian is the greatest coach uh, since Vince Lombardi. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. He hasn't had a team over 500 since 2015. Five years ago! So, so you could keep talking about everything is lined up and they have everything. I'm just not there. And the division that they're in, I still like the Saints to win the division. Atlanta's there. If they get anything out of Todd Gurley, maybe that'll change some things. And I get there's an extra playoff team added, right? So there's another slot. But I'm not convinced that the rest of the team, despite what they were a year ago uh, with Jameis Winston, is going to make the playoffs. I'm just, I'm not there.
3: Bucks are going to win ten or eleven games. Brady will throw around thirty touchdowns, which is kind of down, but around thirty. And he ain't throwing thirty picks. I mean, I know you talked about the pick six, but he ain't throwing thirty picks like Jameis did last
4: year. Maybe James he Jameis Winston 10. had better numbers than Tom Brady, other than the interceptions. I get he, the he interceptions. Threw, he
3: threw for more yards. Yeah, he's but thirty pick Rob, thirty picks. This is I, not I get it.
4: thirty touchdowns and fifteen picks. Not This is a one to one touchdown to interception ratio. <laughs> I just I, – I think it's easy to look at that and say, but I'm just not so sure where Tom Brady is. That's all. Uh, is he still throwing knuckleballs? Are they handing the ball off? Like, where is he? We saw last year, you saw the ball flutter. You saw some of the throws he weren't he wasn't able to make. I, I just – I think people are acting like he's 33. That's all. And, and he's 43. We've never seen this. This is uncharted water for a 43-year-old quarterback. Tom Brady was so great – that only two teams offered him a deal. Only two teams, uh, Tampa Bay and the Chargers. That that was it. Nobody else was interested. There, he would be in New England if he was still that guy. There's no reason he wouldn't be there. He's not that guy. Twitter at how about
3: a fresco? Rob at Rob Parker FS1 in for Dan and the Danettes today here on Fox. We got more NFL on the way later on this hour, but uh, clearly. Coming off the NBA playoff games yesterday, a bit of a left turn, I would say. Not not what we expected at all. Giannis... Uh, and the Bucks somehow uh, stay in this series, although the Bucs do it without Giannis, who leaves the game in an injury uh, in the second quarter. But they beat Miami in overtime, 118-115. Jimmy Butler said, listen, we relaxed when he left the game. We gave that game to them. Uh, nobody's had a worse last few days as far as a superstar than Giannis has. But last night, we watched the Lakers in a must-win game tie the series with the Rockets, 117-109. to 109. Now, there's both good and bad coming out of this for the Lakers and the Rockets. The good for the Lakers, Rob, is that we now see this is their blueprint to win games. If they're At this point where the teams are deeper and better in the playoffs, it's a dominant game by LeBron and AD, which you have to have every week, and you got to have the bench come through. You need your supporting cast to give you something, and yesterday they had three players come through off the bench and play terrific. Morris and Kuzma and Rondo. Rondo was terrific. The Rockets didn't even guard him. He, he was that guy in the in the pickup game where he say, yeah, okay, just, you know, whatever. He's not going to shoot. Just let him, just guard the other guys. And Ron made some shots, and the Lakers were able to win this game. It was it, it, this is their blueprint now for the rest of the way. All the teams are flawed, but this is the Laker blueprint. I'm still not buying the Lakers as much because of how flawed they are, and they need this every single night because the teams are better and they are deeper. You know, I picked the Rockets to to go to the NBA Finals before the the playoffs. I picked the Heat as well, just to let you know. I want to remind you of that. Uh, so I got. Uh, thanks I got for to...
4: reminding me. I, you know what? I was just my. <laughs> <laughs> my alarm just went off on my uh, iPhone telling me that you did pick the Heat. Thank you.
3: Oh, good. Okay, good. I, I, I want to make sure because this could be as good as it gets for me. So I want to you know, remind you that, that that was my pick. Uh, but still, the Rockets, they almost come back and win this game. And despite the fact they had a bad game and Russell Westbrook had a bad game, it's good for the Lakers and it's great for them to win because this gives them a little bit of a foundation to say, okay, now we know exactly what we need. And maybe Kuzma can do this every single night. But to sit here and say, okay, Kuzma and Morris are going to shoot 12 for 15 from the floor and they're going to be five out of six from three point range. I, you can't count on that. I'm still – the jury's still out for me on the Lakers for this playoffs.
4: Yeah, that's that's the biggest issue. And that's why I think a lot of people, even when you look at it and you jump forward and say that they do knock off the Rockets and the Clippers knock off the Nuggets, it's the reason people look and give the Clippers the edge is because of their bench and because they're 10 deep and because of the production you could get. And, and there's four guys who can close the game for you, Jason. You know, it's not – just one guy. And, yes, they lost on Saturday, and they fell into a big hole, and they stormed back, and and Kawhi had an absolute horrendous game, which he was due. He was playing really well. I think he, uh, you know, was the first player since Michael Jordan in 1988 who had uh, scored 29 or more points um, through the first seven playoff games, right? And that goes back to 1988. Nobody had done that since Jordan. So a stinker was uh, in line, and it was there, and, and it happened. But I just think that when you look at the Lakers, you're, the, the problem is they're inconsistent. The bench is inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get. It's a top-heavy team, and you like the top, right? And you can't go wrong with LeBron and AD. I get that. But what Kuzma's going to show up, you know, Uh Rondo was good. This was good, Rondo. Will we get bad Rondo in Game Three? You you don't know, and that's the part that makes the Lakers questionable when it talks when you talk about them winning a championship. It's just their team is not set enough.
3: And and for the Rockets, it's come down to the fact that okay, Russell Westbrook has gone from he's going to be the guy, he's the one to bring the Rockets the championship, and he's to now it's it's like he's he's a liability for them because clearly the Rockets are good enough to win without him. They've shown that. Look, the way they played in the first round without him, then he comes back, they got to reincorporate him back into the offense. And the fact that he still wants to be ball-dominant and still take bad shots when he's never been a great shot-maker. The Rockets need a basketball intervention on him to say, listen, Russ, We have a lot of guys can make shots, including, oh, by the way, one of the top three players in the game in James Harden. Okay, yesterday you had more shots than James Harden. That's not going to work. And you need to be someone who is not as ball dominant because you make mistakes, you turn the ball over, and you can't make jumpers. If you could make jumpers, great. I get it. You could take those shots. But because he's so ball dominant and and he makes these bad decisions, there's no way out of it if you're the Rockets. It, it's like he, you know, they're still allowing him to do his own thing and control the ball way too much. And the Rockets have to say, you have to adjust and stop taking these shots and, and, and distribute the ball a little bit more. Because if not, we're going to cut your minutes because you're not helping the team right now. Even Westbrook said, I'm just running around right now. So he kind of seems like he's lost. You would think this would be a time where he could take a step back and say, okay, less of Westbrook is a better thing, because the Rockets have to do something, because they're sitting around right now going, hey, everybody's ripe. Everybody's got flaws right now in in the playoffs. The Lakers are top-heavy. The Clippers are still trying to figure themselves out, because they haven't had their whole team yet, and they they look a little bit more vulnerable than we thought they would be. Forget about the teams in the East, but they, look, the Bucs clearly are one step away from being out of the playoffs. This could be our year, and, and Westbrook's the guy that's holding them back. Look, they what? almost come all the way back yesterday and almost win the game, but Westbrook, was he was just a dagger in their hopes yesterday.
4: Good luck on trying to talk, sit down and have a uh, conversation with him and ask him to adjust, you'd have a better chance getting Carrot Top to change the color of his hair. It ain't happening, Jason. It ain't happening. I like that that's where you went to. Uh, who's a, a Carrot Top changing the color of his <laughs> oh, hair? I'm just like, what? Like, really? Like, we when when you traded for him, you knew what you were getting. Like, you knew what you were getting. And I I, I understand, boy, it would have made sense Hey, stop chucking up the threes, you know. Yesterday, they're not going down. We, the, the, the Rockets came all the way back. They were down 21. They could have been buried. It could have been a 40-point loss. Instead, they, they come back. They erase the 21 points. They go up by five, and then, you know, the bad shots come, and you can't make any buckets. But, but you can, James Harden only gets 13 shots. How? That should be 13 shots in the first quarter, let alone the entire game. And, and, and when you put all that together, you just say, uh, he is what he is. You, you just hope that he will go back to, to going uh, to the rim where he's more effective. That, that's it. And just say, that's what you should be doing more so than standing on a perimeter, shooting three-pointers that aren't going in. And if they can get any decent play from him, uh, they can win some games. I don't think they're going to win the series. I picked the Lakers in six. The Rockets just don't have enough. And if Anthony Davis plays like he played and they get any kind of support off the bench, it's going to be a, a, a six-game series and the Rockets will give it a good go and a good you know, shot. But they're not going to beat the Lakers. The, the, the Lakers can beat themselves, but the Rockets can't beat the Lakers if the Lakers play the way they're capable. See, I,
3: I look at it differently. I look at it that this is who the Lakers are. There's no next level. There's no way for the Lakers to improve because it's not it's not like the Clippers who, as the playoffs go on, they're going to get more and more dangerous. Because the thing with the Clippers has been, well, for 11 months now, we've waited for them to have their whole team. And they finally got it, and they're getting used to each other. And the more they get used to each other and the, they get used to a way of doing things, hey, because they're so deep. Well, they'll they'll get more dangerous as the playoffs go on but this is kind of who the Lakers are. They don't have an, another level. It's AD and LeBron have to play great. Okay, well we know that, and we got to get stuff from the bench. Do you get it all the time? No. Does anybody look like they're becoming a player who can contribute every single game? No. Kyle Kuzma is still—he's like Lamar Odom. He's an every other game kind of guy. And are you going to count on Rajon Rondo to be plus twenty-eight like he was yesterday? No. It's—it's it's still the inconsistency that I see that the ceiling for the Lakers and is—is is, you know the way they win is if. Other teams just can't play to their potential because I there's not there's there, there's nowhere I can see the Lakers say boy they're playing great now but by the time they get to the end of the play boy they're going to be great in a machine I don't see that I don't see the the support players coming in and playing that kind of role which is what you need which is why teams like the Heat who I picked to go to the finals by the way uh, you know the the
4: deeper yeah teams. I know you're still hoping and wishing <laughs> and praying that your uh, Rockets Heat pick. <laughs> uh, materializes. You still believe in that? Are you still on that pick? Of you course so I am. Okay. All
3: I right. have to, I look, I got to say I wasn't I wasn't so so thrilled about the Rockets after the first round, but then I realized, you know what, if the Heat make it to the finals, I can just drop the Rockets. People will forget that. And I'll just mention that I picked the Heat to get to the finals, and that would be what everybody focuses on. So I can, And then, I then look,
4: when the Heat gets knocked out, you'll say, well, originally when the season started, I picked the Clippers, of course, to win the championship.
3: Oh, exactly. It worked because that's what I did. You know, like Right. The, I know you c- did. A good radio host, you, know, Rob, you know, moves around and understands that it's a moving uh, canvas and things change. And what you pick the beginning of the year with COVID, things changed it differently. It just you just work it around a bit.
4: I got it. I got it. You're trying to stay. You got to give yourself a couple of hooks so that you can grab onto one of them when one of your prediction goes the other way. I get it. Uh, I picked the Clippers uh, when they signed Kawhi and they signed. Paul and they got Paul George. I said uh, th- th- right then and there during the free free agency, and the Nets got uh, Durant and and Kyrie. I said the Clippers will win in 2020, and the Nets will win in 2021. Those were my predictions, and I'm. And the Knicks, will, right and the Knicks will
3: win when? What, what you in, about the uh, Knicks? Forty well, forty <laughs> one. 40, 41 <laughs> In one of those movies where they travel like hundreds of years into the future, boy, the Knicks are great. That's boy, right, because you know?
4: they'll be It'll be like the Knicks will be playing in the Rollerball uh, right. uh, arena. Do you remember Rollerball? Oh, sure, that movie. Uh, the James Con one or the remake with
3: Chris Klein? No, J- James Con, the original. Oh, okay, the original. Right. That's right. Well, you know, yeah, you know who won that one? Who won that Rollerball? Remember, Houston. There you Did go. Houston? Well, I had no all, idea. Houston beat New York. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, that, that comes all the way back to my Rockets pick. No, look, it just the Rockets, this is the year for them, for them with, this, with the new small ball philosophy to cause fits until teams can get used to it. I mean, you see it in the NFL all the time where, okay, here's a year, like last year, Ryan Tannehill was terrific with the Titans. This year the Titans are going to get figured out. This Lamar Jackson going to come back to the pack a little bit, yes, because NFL teams after a year are going to figure it out out after a little while nba teams would figure out the Rockets' small ball lineup and be able to expose it but this where they haven't had a chance to yet and see it over and see and see different teams combat them different ways this is the rocket's year to do it and and i i think of the fact yesterday they almost came back down 20 in a game the lakers should have won by 30 and they still made it a game and the lakers had to pull away in the fourth quarter i'm i'm, I'm still feeling the rockets are, are you know I'm, I'm feeling good about them in this series feeling good
4: 1-1 uh, uh, one, one, one is where they should be, but uh, good luck with your pick.
3: Twitter at how about a fresca? Rob at Rob Parker FS1, Jason Smith, Rob in for Dan and the Danettes today. Coming up next, what does Ryan Hollins have to say? Our friend here at Fox Sports 1, former 10-year NBA vet stops by. What about Giannis? Is he still the guy in Milwaukee? That's coming up next. Keep it right here. This is Fox.
2: you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. As you may have realized, I
6: watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app
2: To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
3: Fox Sports Radio, The Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes today. Hope you're having a wonderful Labor Day. Just the beginning of a long day for Rob Parker, who uh, is leaving here. He's going to go do his own radio show later on today. He's also, you're also, you're doing everything today, Rob.
4: I got papers to grade. We don't have class today, but uh, yeah, I got papers to grade. It's a busy Monday, but it's all good to start the morning here on the Dan Patrick Show with you, Jason. Uh, We always have fun when we get together and uh, fill in for uh, Dan Patrick.
3: Now, when you give when you grade papers, you a know, professor at USC, do you give letter grades or number grades? Letter grades. Oh, because I because I think, you know, being a sports guy, you could give say we're going to do number grades. And instead of putting a number on top of everybody's paper, you put a player's name and they got to look up and see what their jersey number is. And that's their grade. And that's
4: their grade. Oh, yeah, there that, we that's, go. And
3: that, that's what they wind up getting. It's like, oh, okay. This is this is going to be pretty. Good. I could oh. put
4: down and say this is your war. You know what I mean? And then they'd have to uh, figure <laughs> out exactly where they, you know, how what it means. People are still. I know people like to use war, but most people don't know. Like, is that a good number or is that a bad number? You know. <laughs> It's like it's like Celsius, you know, yeah. that's what war is. It's like no, Celsius. It's,
3: if we took you out it's of the 36 class degrees
4: and out. Oh, wow. 36. <laughs> is that good or bad? Is it a
3: good day out or is it uh, too cold? Your value over replacement student. Uh, your war <laughs> is real. If we put took you out, and put somebody else in here. If you have a negative war, that means anybody we put in here would be a better student than you. If, so mm-hmm. you want to make sure you have a positive war. That would be it. Student see you you just say that and you hit on something there. Student war rankings. You know, who's the who's the Bryce Harper of your of your uh you know, your war rankings and who's your Jacob DeGrom of your war rankings? Who's your Bellinger of war rankings and who's at the top and who's at the bottom? I kind of like that. I dig that.
4: That war, I'd come up with that. I might have to, you know, figure that out and uh, maybe we can implement that at USC.
3: <laughs> uh, we got Ryan Hollins coming up in a couple minutes to talk uh, NBA with us. And and we talked Rockets and Lakers a few minutes ago. And Rob, you know, the, the other part of this is we watched yesterday. You know, look, the, the Lakers tied the series with the Rockets. It looks like it's going to be a long series. In fact, I would expect it to go seven at this point. You think point. it's going
4: to go seven, huh? Oh, you yeah. Really- yeah.
3: Well, because you look, there's there's no home court you have to worry about, and there's no real advantage uh, from one game to the next outside of the momentum you have of winning that game and stuff. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about going home and the Laker bench will play better at home in Staples than they will on the road and
4: the in the. That is definitely different in the playoffs home. here. There's no doubt about it. I, I'll give you that because normally it makes a big difference. The people off the bench usually play better at home. They're more yeah. comfortable.
3: Yeah, look, there's a reason why you play for home court advantage. You know, you want the whistles because you want you want to get to the free throw line more at home than you do on the road. All And these built-in things are kind of gone in the playoffs now. There's no that, – that's, that's why finishing first, it d- doesn't really matter. The big advantages are out the window, and that's the whistles you get at home and your bench playing better at home. So we're seeing longer playoffs than I think we expected to see, and uh, maybe we, because we we didn't count in as much the fact that, look – so-and-so is so much better than another team, and you see so many first-round sweeps because, hey, these first two games are out, and an eight-seed is saying, what happened to us? We just went into Staples Center and, and got obliterated, so now we're down two-zip, and the series is over, whereas instead, it's like, wait, wait we don't have to worry about playing and, and playing the referees and playing against a, hey, we can go out there and, and, and play pretty well, and I think what you're seeing is the the gap between the top seeds and the bottom seeds in, an, in an, on a neutral site isn't nearly as, as as great as we thought it is oh boy well this eight seed's never going to win yeah when you're talking about not having home court advantage having to go on the road and and winning games and having to win on the other person's other team's court that's a big advantage and we're not seeing that now so it, it's kind of like it's a big social experiment where it's okay hey what would happen if you took home court advantage out of the playoffs Well we're seeing it right now th- th- this is kind of how it would go it's tougher for the top seeds because there's no home court Twitter at How About Rob at Rob Parker, FS1, joining us now on the hotline. Our teammate here at FS1 at 10 years in the NBA. You can see him everywhere. Fox Sports 1, he's all over the place on ESPN2. Ryan Hollins, what's happening, Ryan? What's up, Ryan? What's going on, fellas? Dude, let me bring you into what we're talking about here for a second. In that, what we're seeing is this big social experiment that home court advantage it means so much more than we even thought it was coming into the playoffs now because lower seeds are able to take on the higher seeds and stay in games with them. Are you seeing that? That that, that that's a it's a different thing, and and it, the, maybe the gap between the top and the the lower seeds isn't as great as we think it is.
7: Man, I I, I could have told you that. There's a reason that. The the Miami Heat are getting ready to knock off <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks. They they've got them down three one in a in a hopeless situation. We've never seen it happen in the history of basketball. And why the Toronto Raptors, the two seed, were literally a a miracle shot from O G N and a newbie that that, that that comes inches away from being blocked from going down three zero. So uh, the, the home court advantage is, is real. Both 1-8 seeds also lost. The Lakers lost that first game. Milwaukee lost the first game, as we, we, we know as just stated. But in the first game, when you have the upper seed, it's a close game, and then your fans carry you in the fourth quarters. That's common. We always say, hey, man, keep this thing close. Fans will carry us. Let's turn it on. Hey, it's time to turn the switch on. Well, with no fans, no home court, no, no friends and family in the building, there's nothing to turn on. I was talking with Brendan Haywood a little earlier, and he did he disagreed, fellas, but I think he's going to eat, gonna have to eat some humble pie, okay? I said, whoever wins this COVID championship, it's almost going to count for double because the circumstances these guys had to go to, uh, they're fighting their own demons stuck in their room, not able to go, leave the bubble and go outside. Uh, but family is – you know how it is with family. Let's be honest. Uh, family is tough when they're away, and family is tough when they're there sometimes, okay? It's the kids and the girls. So that's just the reality of what these guys have to deal with, and then you got no home, no fans. So in my mind, mark my words, whoever wins this COVID championship, uh, Jay, as you'd like to say, the Mickey Mouse championship is going to count for double.
4: <laughs> that's what I call it. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, you, you Rob, my bad, Rob. Only you Rob would put that that type of taste on it, so, so prestigious as the NBA championship with Mickey Mouse on.
4: Well, it. but they're playing <laughs> it in Orlando at Mickey's spot at Mickey's crib. So what do you want me to say? Oh God! No, that's not
7: why you. That's not <laughs> why you're saying it, Rob. That's why. Yes. That's, why that's what I'm it, saying.
4: But, um, but but help help me, Ryan, with uh, Westbrook. Uh, just a really bad game. What what do the Rockets do from here with him? Do they do they have to convince him to stay off the perimeter, shooting threes, to attack the basket, which he's so great at? What do they need from him? Because obviously he played better in game one. They won game one, but he was really bad last night.
7: Well, you gotta put a, you you gotta put him in more dynamic situations. What I mean by that, Russell Westbrook catches the ball on the perimeter and his game plan is to drive to the hole. The Lakers are arguably the best shot-blocking team and longest team in the NBA uh, uh, from that standpoint. So what they did, the Lakers did game one, and which didn't work, uh, is they waited in the paint. Obviously, their offense was better in game two, but they sat in the paint, and they said, we're going to take away all layups. you are going to have to beat us from the perimeter. Well, guess what? Houston beat them for the perimeter. James Harden beat them for the perimeter. So in game two, they played the same game plan on Russell Westbrook, except what they do, they went and trapped uh, James Harden and when Russell Westbrook gets the ball, whenever you trap, guys, remember this NBA note: whenever you trap off of a non-shooter, you recover back to the paint because you know he's not going to take a shot. So that Russ is not knocking down open shots, which I know, I know he can. He's capable of. I've seen the kid since college, man. I watched him grow. He can hit an open shot. He's not doing it. Heck, even if it's a 17 or 18 footer, uh, you know I don't mind that at this point from Russ, but. Driving in against those trees is just not working because that's Mike D'Antoni's game plan. He is their paint presence, and he gets it with the drive. And now that LeBron James is on him and guys that are just as athletic, he's not able to get that drive. So you got to put him in pick and rolls. Uh, you gotta, you got to let him set the screen. you gotta, you got to run him off some down screens. You have to put him in different situations that's not so darn easy to guard.
3: Ryan Hollins, our guest, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes. All right, now let's get to Giannis here for a second because I don't know if there's any star in the NBA that's had a bad uh, last week, a worse last week than Giannis. He went from, hey, we're dispatching Orlando in round one, we're on our way to this finals, and now here they are. They finally get a win yesterday, and they do it when? Without Giannis, who leaves the game in the second quarter with an injury. Is is this postseason salvageable for him uh, to, to either get his? His reputation back, or, or win a couple of more games because he's suddenly gone from look, look, this guy—he's the MVP. To boy, in the playoffs, he, he can't elevate his, the guys around him.
7: Let's let's back up this. Let's back it all the way up. Last year, Rob Parker, who wants to have all these arguments with me, and I try to tell you guys, I love Giannis. He's a heck of a player, but he's not going to get it done within the postseason the way that he plays. My my Twitter mentions. I was getting ravaged. I was harassed. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't say or do anything without somebody going on. And when I said that Giannis was overrated, it didn't mean he was a bad player. It just meant he's not on the echelon that you guys are putting him on. Okay, he's not on the LeBron James, the Kevin Durant. He's not in that territory yet because he's going to be ineffective in the playoffs. And those guys, LeBron James is not LeBron James from regular season LeBron James. He's LeBron James because of the postseason. Giannis just wasn't equipped to do that. Is he a heck of a player? Yes. Can you put pieces around him and he'd be a big, big piece of a championship? Heck yeah. But right now his game is not equipped to do it. And in all reality, what we saw yesterday is that even though they've been using Middleton wrong, they need need to be featuring Chris Middleton and let Giannis play off the basketball. And heck, that team looks like it could be head and shoulders uh better than than the Miami Heat. And obviously the hardest thing that anybody knows, the hardest thing that anybody knows, so let's keep it in context, is to eliminate a team out of the playoffs because they have this they have this un this this wild uh type of vigor, this type of strength, this type of passion and push. Uh, to, to stay in the game, the hard Kevin Garnett taught me that. Kid, you not the hardest thing. And I, don't, you don't, I don't care who it is on the other side. The hardest thing to do is to eliminate a team and get them to go on one, two, three, Cancun in the huddles, man. That is tough to do. Uh, so that's what you saw from Milwaukee. But hey, they may have Mad more success. And I'm going to repeat it one more time, guys. Because Rob, Jason, especially you, Rob, I need you to digest this. Don't make don't make those faces in the studio. As you know, it. it's already my face <laughs> is already no, twer. No, no, no. They need to play through Chris Middleton and let Giannis be the cleanup guy, the screen setter, and they will have more success. And They, they probably should have been doing More success
4: this. than going to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. More success. And here's my only thing, and I hear what you're saying. I don't believe that that's going to happen, that the Bucs are going to turn the team over to uh, Middleton no matter no matter uh, how well he's played. I, and I get that, but, but that's not going to happen. But my, my question to you, Ryan, is – uh, uh Michael Jordan didn't have immediate success. Uh Giannis is young. It's not like co he's set and and he has all of his moves and he and he knows how to play and he's a 10-12 year vet. He's a young player still. Uh LeBron didn't win right out of the, out of the gate as well. He also had to make adjustments as you go along. You're telling me that Giannis can't make adjustments, can't get a move in the paint? can't come up with some sort of signature uh, 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 basket that he needs, you know, when they need it in the paint at some point. That can't happen. Did you just fix Did you just fix your lips to compare Giannis to Michael Jordan LeBron I'm just James. talking about them he's as a, young no. players. Of, this guy's going to have two back-to-back MVPs. No. No. Don't act he's like he's of, not a talent. No. He no. Just, no. He's going to win no. two MVPs back-to-back. No. We're,
7: back. We're not going to do that, Rob. He's a heck of a player, but we're not going to do that. He ain't no gonna, heck of a player. Listen. He's going to no, be a two-time MVP.
4: MVP. Give him me, give me more no, respect no, than that.
7: No, 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 no. He's getting the proper respect. He's a heck of a player. He's a hard worker. If, listen, man, no, do not compare him to LeBron. I do not have a stat sheet or Michael Jordan, these guys right in front of my face. I'm not going to say this kid can't improve. He can't get better. But who I'm going to compare him to more so, he's not Kobe. He's Shaq and you just compared him to the Kobe's, to the LeBron's, to the Rob Parker, have you lost your marbles? He's more like Shaq. (laughs) And listen, listen, there is no disrespect to Shaquille O'Neal. None. But Shaq needed a Wade. He needed a Kobe. He needed a dynamic wing, okay? Giannis needs a dynamic
4: wing. That doesn't mean he's any more or less than a player. But do not ever compare him to Michael LeBron. My point is when I – I don't want to hear it. My point is that those guys, when they were young, struggled too. It wasn't automatic success in the postseason. LeBron, in the NBA Finals? All all up – what? He got swept in the the NBA NBA Finals. finals. They didn't lose the – they didn't –
7: Hey, listen, man.
4: The young they, also Jordan, lost, they also lost to Orlando and, and Turkoglu. You remember that? No, man. No. Listen, and then they went to the finals. So, listen, listen.
7: Michael, look, Michael Jordan was losing to Larry Bird, for God's sake, okay? That wasn't any type of whipping. That was Larry Bird. And I get it. Those guys had to improve. Giannis, the one thing I do love from him, Rob, every single year this kid has improved. He is the model of hard work and consistency and grit and grind. He's a throwback. I love him. But he needs help, and he is not. He is not a 1A Hall of Fame superstar like Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Kobe. Stop it. He's really good. He's really good, but that's not what he is. So you're going to have to compare him. If you compared him to Durant or O'Neal or – uh, I don't even want to say Garnett. I can't even say Garnett. Uh, I might, maybe I'm gonna Patrick stick with Ewing. Garnett. You can, compl- yeah, Patrick Ewing. I'm fine <laughs> with that. Rob Parker. Don't you? Don't you talk about? Don't you talk about Michael Jordan? They think I don't like Michael Jordan. I love Michael Jordan. Don't I,
4: I just, I, you know what? My problem is this: people want to paint this talent in a box this early in his career and say he can't get it done or he can't do that. How old is he, Rob? I covered the NBA since 1987. How old is he, Rob? What is he,
7: 25? Listen, here's the truth. No, he's got to be older than 25. You just made the kid younger. Is he 19? Like, oh, come on, Rob Parker. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he doesn't have that many years in the league. His playing style... I don't want to say it is what it is, but you were kind of refined what you are. That's what his. You know how old he
4: is? He's twenty-five years old. Yes, no, okay, I'm right. Okay, twenty-five. My bad, not bad Rob. Okay,
7: you kind of refine what you are. So the one thing you can see from Giannis, you want to be realistic because I'm, I'm gonna come with you. I'm gonna come with you. I'm not with the comparison, but I'm gonna come with you. When you look at Giannis, you can say that he can maybe get a you know a, a, a little better of a post game. He can get a fadeaway. He can get a mid-range jumper. He can get a step-back maybe. But when you looked at LeBron, uh, Durant, Kobe, those guys, they were already making moves from the perimeter that would translate into, hey, if he polishes what he is, he could be one of the greatest, if not the greatest basketball player of all time, and he would have playoff success. Giannis it's going to be really hard for him to change all of what he ha- – like, for me to make him into a shooter wouldn't be natural. Would, wouldn't be natural. Now, can he improve? Has he improved? Yeah, he's improved, undoubtedly. But it's it's just a, like there's only so many fixes and tinkers that you can do. In this and, and for him, man, guys are getting the report. They're not just backing up. They're challenging his dribble, and they're running and jumping at him from the perimeter. And now what's happening, Rob? He's beating, the, he's beating the stuffing out of himself, and now he could even play in game three. Lord knows how, I think his ankle's been twisted since starting last year. He had ankle problems last playoffs, Rob, if you forgot. So now he's playing at this hellish pace that he may not be able to keep up.
3: You can follow him on Twitter at the Ryan Hollins. That is at the Ryan Hollins. Also, the Octagon this weekend. Ryan Hollins and Rob Parker uh, will go at it. At the uh, we Pechanga will go Hotel at it. We
4: will continue this conversation. <laughs> How do you do with this Ryan? This early yeah. in the
7: morning? How do you do this this early in the morning?
4: Rob? You know, <laughs> that's why I'm divorced. <laughs> oh, the sound effect? Oh. Rob's wife is done
3: waking up going, I don't want to do a hot take at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yes. No, give me a hot I don't want
4: to do hot takes at 7 in the morning. A hot take and a hot breakfast, all right? Both. I need <laughs> both in the morning. <laughs> <way. laughs> take it easy, big dog. We'll talk all to you right. soon.
3: Happy Labor Day, man.
7: You guys sound great, man.
3: <laughs> great stuff there from Ryan Hollins. Yeah. No, I, I, I can see that. Right? Listen, I'm done. I don't want to have. But listen, Brady's not the greatest. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Right. I'm walking I'm out done. the door. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Twitter out, how about a fresca, Rob at Rob Parker FS1. Hey, coming up next, two big NFL stories that broke this morning. We'll get into those with you coming up next, Fox.
2: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by
5: searching FSR.
2: you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why
6: I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime
1: for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet kingdom of the planet of the apes enter the kingdom in IMAX now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
3: Fox sports radio, the Dan Patrick show happy labor day, Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes today. And, you know, normally Labor Day is a day where it's a big Major League Baseball day. Look, we're breaking down what's going on with
4: college football. I'll be watching but it's a, baseball today.
3: It's a, it's a it's, a, it's a, but it's a different kind of day, right? I mean, look, baseball ends three weeks from today. You know, I, f- I feel like you know we, we there's there's no way to get a a. a, a grasp on the baseball season outside of knowing the dodgers are great uh, because we've only been playing for a month and now it's over in three weeks who knows who's going to be amazing
4: amazing (laughs)
3: Uh, but we do have a couple of big nfl stories to get to here uh in the next couple of minutes number one uh the miami dolphins this morning made it official ryan fitzpatrick is their quarterback to start the season. I get it there's not been a games to evaluate Tua Tungovaloa you want to be able to make sure that you give him the biggest chance to succeed and out of the gate some of the defense the dolphins are playing are not going to be conducive to success for Tua it's the patriots out of the gate it's San Francisco it's Seattle it's Buffalo it's Denver uh he'll play but not till later uh Rob I know you think this is the wrong call for them to make
4: yeah I I just say put the put the kid in Let's see what you got. You, you, you win your, your, your spot in practice in the NFL, and, and they've watched him. It's not like they haven't practiced whatsoever. He also has a pretty damn impressive resume tape that everybody's known. You, you wouldn't have drafted him if you didn't think the kid can play prior to even watching him in practice. And Fitzpatrick, to me, is a waste of snaps. He just is. We know what he is. You're not going anywhere with him. Maybe home dinner and a show, that's about it. But you're not winning anything with Fitzpatrick, so why waste any snaps? We saw Kyler Murray last year with Arizona. They didn't have a great team. People were like, oh, I don't know if you want to put him out there or whatever. He went out there, he played, uh, you know, and he got experience. And now year two, People are looking for big things from him, right? Because he got a chance to get out there from day one, played all 16 games. And that, that's what I think they should do with Tua.
3: Uh, now the other news is we have Cam Newton who did a radio interview this morning earlier in in Boston on WEI and said that right now, hey, it's a match made in heaven with the Patriots. He's so excited to be here. Everything is great. He's a captain. Okay, well, first of all, I mean, w- was there any way once camp started he wasn't going to win the job? I mean, of course, Jared Sidham was terrible. So which tells you that all the all the columns in the off season that were written, oh, Jared Stidham's the guy. If you're if you're if you're going to doubt Bill Belichick, you're stupid. Right. Yeah, obviously Jared Stidham was terrible and it was just a PR job. But I, I can't buy that suddenly just because Cam is with the Patriots, Rob, he's going to be great again. He hasn't been great in a while. He also hasn't been healthy. And, you know, just because I see highlights on, on, on Twitter and people are saying, oh, if this is the Cam Newton the Patriots are going to get, this is going to be tough news for everybody else. That's a highlight from 2013. I can't buy that suddenly just because he's there, he's going to be great when his body's been breaking down the past couple of years.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I still think he's young enough. He's not an old guy. He's been hurt the last couple of years. I'm expecting big things. I expect uh, I expect him to, to have a good season. The only thing I, I don't know, I know they lost a number of players who opted out of playing with the COVID-19, uh, like six players or three starters. So I don't know how that's going to affect them. But but I expect Cam to do well, and uh, another team to give him an opportunity next year.
3: So there it is. You can check out Rob Parker later on today on the Odd Couple doing double duty. My show is Heard Nights here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, what, what are you doing, Rob? Between uh, now and doing your radio show again, you taking a nap or what?
4: I'm gonna take a nap, boil some hot dogs, and then uh, I'll be good. With, <laughs> hot dogs with no buns today, but they'll be good.
3: Fox Sports Radio, the Herds up next. Jason and Rob.